0: Warning the following program contains world premiers certified ball players, incredible interviews, latest hottest content material, may not be suitable for people with the following medical condition original phobia acute player hater disorder, no jumper, no handles, allergic to playing defense. If you suffer from any of these conditions, contact your coaching staff. Welcome to License to Ball Podcast where certified ballers play. And now here's your host, Hip Hop.
1: Thank you for joining the show. Listen to Licensed Ball. I'm hip hop. I got a co-host now, y'all. And y'all know this guy. Mr. Jerome over there, Tip Off Classic. Gonna be joining the show now. now I got somebody to talk to. It feels so it feels so special to have this, somebody to talk to. You. I'm not doing a solo no more. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: you we can hear you.
2: Oh, you can hear me. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah we we hear you so we
1: i glad to be a part of I'm glad to
2: be a part of the hip hop man, you know, um You know, I I always wanted to do something like this to just talk basketball every week, you know, what I mean and and really put nuggets out there for people to learn also, you know, to use their basketball knowledge to maybe to help a lot of people and to just get the information out there, man. I think what you do is wonderful and I'm glad to be a part of it.
1: Yeah, me too. man. I'm glad I have somebody who because I've been asking. And I just been just a- asking anybody I thought who had the free time. So I just been trying this just, just walking around so I can hit into run into a wall. And I ain't found a wall to I finally found a wall to run into. And I'm 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 happy because um, I'm honored to have you on the show, man. You very knowledgeable, I think you balance me out on the things I don't I don't know to smooth this out, to get it listeners more information, more content.
2: Right. Well, like I said, let's get it on. Let's get it
1: on. Uh, we, we're we going to do today. We got on deck. First, we're going to go into a little summary of what we have learned and takeaways. But on the show today, we're going to talk about the event up there in Swanee. We got a hoop scene. We got their event up there. We got our team, Game Elite, going down in the semifinals. Go, down goes Frazier, huh? I actually... I actually I I didn't get a chance to look for because I'm so short on time. I was actually gonna put that as a, a sound bite uh, hot key to, to play that when we talk about gambling. And then we got <laughs> Sean's event on the radar, and then we're gonna do top performers, and then we have a interview with Caleb Wilson too about this first live period of July and all that. So we got we we trying to get it jam packed and get you going for y'all, man. So let's go and start off with a just a Little recap of what you we had learned from this first July period. You have you learned?
2: Oh yeah, well you know uh, hoop Senior actually had they, they event was actually at the Atlanta Convention Center, the World uh, Convention Center down there by uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, but okay, so you know it was the first live period in July. Sean had an event. Uh, Nike had was in Kansas City. Uh, Diaz was was in uh, Spartanburg. Under Omer was at Lake Point. Uh, Sean had something out in Canton, and you know, best of the South, which is hoop scene, and NY, the LA was down at the, the uh, Worldwide Convention Center. So uh, it was it was a lot of basketball this past weekend to be played.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can't be everywhere at once, but that, that that's the beautiful thing where I was in one opposite area and you was in one opposite area, so we cover more stuff and have more content, will make it so good. And I really feel. Basketball is not a good place, and it's kind of it's kind of scary because how prep we get these kids for basketball, and I'm looking how the country run. Like man, there's really no excuse how the country is run because look what we doing in basketball. This could be done, but it's very organized, and people are figuring out is like we learning cheat codes. Should I say?
3: Right, right, right.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, here's the thing: is basketball is one of those things where when you fall in love with it, man, it just it just gets you out the house, it gets you to the next gym, and you travel from gym to gym, and before you know it, you realize you haven't ate all day.
3: Yep. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. The crazy thing about it, I can't contest all of this to this, but majority or more, a majority of my states I have visit because it's. People saying about Herschel Walker is crazy. He said 52 states. It is 52 states. People don't realize that. He is correct on that. Puerto, Puerto, if you go, if you could go somewhere without a passport, that considered a state. It's considered a territory. You don't have to have a passport to go to Puerto Rico. He's trying to get them, but not to get on. Um, get sidetracked. I have been to 32 states because of basketball. So I've been a lot of states. Some places I ain't think I would be because of basketball so it's crazy
3: yeah
2: yeah and, and not just that man you got um you got for me my first plane trip was because of basketball you know
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh in college and took my first uh, college visit and uh never been on a plane before and um when i looked at it man i was like wow you know just because i could shoot a basketball i got to ride on the plane and it was just – it's a neat experience, man, but that ball can take you a lot of places.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I, I went to Vegas the first time for free because of basketball. A team wanted me to cover their – game. I think it was Game League, actually. Game League wanted me to cover their guys and promote their guys. So when you're in the gym and you're doing this and people see you, other teams don't have – they don't have what we have in Atlanta. We don't realize how spoiled we are. So they see me in the right. gym. Hey man, um, in between games, can you get us as well, man? I'm like, sure, why not? And so they they work out deals all the time, man. It's it's a real cool thing, man.
2: It really is. Wow, yeah, man. It's it's just you know, I love it. I love the game. Love everything about the game. Love what it stands for. Um, love love the people involved in it, man. So. it's it's basketball
1: is what it is. Yep. So let's get in that first segment we got. The first segment we got up. Was going to go and going knock going to knock this out. This I think we should probably have this online too, take a poll on this one too. It was going the, the game elite getting bounced in the uh, semifinals. And my first takeaway from the game, I watched the team they lost I watched, uh watched Not. I watched the teams that um they lost to, and they're they supposed to be playing. Mm-hmm. And the other three teams, like I said, they won't. They was going to have a tough time with them. Not because they're more skilled. These kids are more mature, and their game is more refined than them. They don't have more talent. And I think at home, they've been reading the – this is what I think about the – the poll I think about doing. I don't know if they was reading the press clippings from home. How much everybody was bigging them up. And they went up there to Rock Hill and lost a focus a little bit. I don't know. Game was close. They actually had a 10-point lead. Lost lost the lead and ended up losing by one. Wow. Uh. Wow. Missed a couple of free throw shots. C.J. Brown missed a couple of free throw shots. He normally make his free throws, at least make one of them. And then you had Jace miss a layup, so it was crazy.
2: Well, wow. yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is like I, from what I heard, uh, Indiana Elite had a had a big man as well, mm-hmm. a big white guy um, that was pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> when you play guys from the Midwest, they they big shoot the ball well. You know, it's not just post up, but obviously they probably made Peyton coming off the, under the basket, given that the guy can shoot the ball well. You know, obviously, I, I mean, I wasn't there, but I'm just I'm so used to those Midwest teams that I kind of know how they play um, and very disciplined, uh, do what they supposed to do. Uh, don't try to overdo it. Just handle business, very fundamental sound. uh and it, those are the guys that are really hard to beat. I mean, if I'm gonna be honest with you here, hop, when I coached and and this is to be, you know, frank with you, um when I played against when I seen the warm-up and I seen all black guys and all athletic guys out there dunking and, and just dunking that halftime, I used to love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I knew we were going to beat them.
3: But mm-hmm.
2: when I seen, when we played a team full of white boys, uh, it, it was different for me because I, I always worried because I knew they were just fundamentally sound. They're not going to overplay. They're not going to underplay. They're going to be exactly where they're supposed to be. Not saying that they're more talented, mm-hmm. but they're more disciplined.
1: I know exactly what you're so, talking
2: about. Uh, <clears throat> and so like, you know, you kind of run into that. And they're usually well coached as well. So. Um, I, I guarantee you some of that played a factor into uh, Game Elite and Indiana Elite
1: uh, game I can't disagree at all because the big one of the biggest things the, the piggyback off what you were saying a lot of these kids not gifted like some of these kids on Game League. they have no choice but play the game a certain way right they can't afford to make a mistake because the game for the third place game Game Elite played against team loaded North Carolina and they will was a more same kind of version of Indiana elite but it wasn't as good but they had to try to outsmart you and outthink you and to game elite credit they was having trouble with they, they got a guy that is a eighth grader playing in he's gonna be a, I think he's a rising eighth grader playing, playing playing out like three great age group. Then they got another guy is a rising, rising ninth grade Atlanta team, And they actually, they two guys. And they, cra- I like to use the word crafty. And they had to be so the dude they needed to do to be successful in the court. And one of the things I kept saying, you got to know your personnel. And that's one thing they do. They know their personnel. They know their strengths and they know the weakness. Sometimes these guys are so talented and so athletic they don't know their weaknesses And so really they strength become their weakness when you don't understand it because like The first half the kid one of the best kids. He's he's rising eighth grader playing on that team And he they will have you talking about
2: you talking about the Ellis Twins. I mean the Ellis brothers um, mm-hmm. Eli Ellis and his brother mm-hmm. um, Yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're talking about
1: and the, little, the youngest one was giving the most fits. They, they started figuring out the older one out midway first half and realized he didn't have a right hand, so they they just sat on his right hip. The younger one's a little bit more crafty. You could tell a young one play with bigger bigger kids and people coming coming in the hole, they knocking them down, and he's learning how to play with big kids and how to how to score. So a lot of times he'll. He shot the ball so well they are running him off the three-point line out of control. He'll go to the goal and he had no attention to laying up because he five foot nothing and he knows where his bread is butter. He have game lead in the air, jumping like they barefooted with toe with thumbtacks on the ground. And he just dishes <laughs> to the big man. Just dishing it to the big man. And I am in the stance. So I said, when are they gonna figure out he cannot he cannot score on you? He's not big enough and tall an enough to shoot over a seven-footer. He can't really see. He's When are they going to figure it out? So, midway through the second half, they got under control. They closed out under control. And when he went to the goal, they backed off of him and said, hey, you have to score in this paint. You, look, you five foot nothing. You want to prove to us you can score in this paint against these trees. And once they had success doing that one or two times, they realized they had him figure it out. And then his his shot was still kind of going on a little bit, but then I got to commend Wilkerson, Jer- uh, Jeremiah Wilkerson. He requested check him for the last five minutes and shut down that kid. Wow, good stuff.
2: Good stuff. Yeah, um, Jer- I think Jeremiah, man, Jeremiah special. Uh, you talking about the Eli? Eli? Um, I mean the. the- the uh, Ellis brothers from mm-hmm. North Carolina. Uh-huh. And, and they're pretty good. They're young, and, you know, over time, follow them. They played at Mount Ver- Mavarian Prep,
3: mm-hmm. I think,
2: in high school, uh, which is a prep school, and they travel the country playing some of the best teams. Um, and they just typical hard-nosed, you know, Caucasian athletes, man, and, like, um, I mean, they can play. They can really play. You know, it's still something left to be desired with me. I think they shoot the ball well. I think they go to the basket very well. I think they do all that very well. And and I don't I don't think they're that big. You know what I'm saying? I think they're kind of smaller guards. Um, but like when I'm looking at Game Elite, I see more of a team. With the Ellis yep. brothers, I've seen more of a pair. And I think that's probably what end up doing the men at the end is that they only can really can, can, uh, depend on those two. While like game of Lee can get it from anywhere. Exactly what
1: happened. Exactly what can happened. Get it from anywhere. That's not pretty. That's exactly what happened. They big. He, well, one of my mentors will call him a stiff. They big. And. The athleticism was killing him. Jace was ki- killing him. He is a, he is a muscle in the boards. He had a big game too. I didn't know Jace could shoot the ball so well from the outside. I think he scored about eight points from the outside, and he was tremendous on the rebounding.
2: Let me ask you this: So how how did Big P play?
1: They they had a guy that big guy stiff was yeah got size on him. He's about six ten, and he. He weighed, he weighed a lot, so he's real strong, so he could hold his ground. And one thing they was doing, they was doing, you could tell that they scouted Game Elite. They were scouting and they were looking for this game. The devil was coming from the blind side, so whatever they had, whatever side he was looking, the opposite guy would come and one of the guards would run up under him and try to tip the ball. So once they did it a couple of times, he was kind of set that, so he was slowing down. A little bit his movement because he didn't know where they were coming from. He he was used to getting blitzed like that, but he still finished a right. game with a double double, like twelve or thirteen points and, and about ten rebounds. He still he still Good. has some critical baskets at the end because the game was close. He still has some critical baskets at the end that help out help out the game They stopped
2: fouling. Now um, let me look at this real quick because Indiana League elite- did they have a tough semi-game, like, um, you know, Game Elite had that tough semi-game? Sometimes that wears you down. And oh, no, they
1: played Game Elite in the semifinal. They, won win, they They beat Game Elite in the final four to go to the championship and end up winning the whole thing. So, Indiana Elite won the whole thing. So, when okay. Game Elite lost to uh, Indiana Elite, that put them in a third-place game. So, who won win a third-place game? And north carolina team loaded actually lost the game at the buzzard to go in the championship against you utah's prospect yep and they big they're not they don't they are solid this big team and you're like in a state like utah you got three or four you got three or four programs and they get all the players in the state unlike Atlanta you have 20 programs fighting for all the players in the state so they team is going to be solid top to bottom in these states like that all right when we come back from break we're going to have we're going to talk about that hoop scene event over there down there at the congress center
2: all right
4: This is Kayla Banks, and you are listening to License to Ball. This is Trent Markwith with Relentless Hoops, and you're listening to License to Ball.
2: This goes Washington, head coach at Pearl Costco. You are listening to License to Ball.
0: You're tuned into the hottest prep basketball podcast, License to Ball, where certified ballers play. Leave us a rating and review. Don't touch that dial, dial, dial. <laughs> <laughs> Who am I kidding? This is the Internet Keep Rocking with License to Ball and now back with your host, Hip Hop.
1: Yeah, now you say you had that, basically the biggest event in America was, what you said six 600 teams? Oh, 60 teams.
2: 600 was, teams, <laughs> 600
1: teams. I thought I heard correctly, but like, man, that might be wrong on that, 600 teams, my God. A lot of money was made in that event,
3: my yeah, God. Yeah,
2: I mean, it's it's alright so I, it's a it's a gift and a curse right uh, and just I'm to be completely honest with you without really uh, getting too far and you know uh, uh, really in the hating weeds. or sound like I'm sound like I'm hating but it was just too much it was too much it's if you ever seen 46 courts in one place
1: it's it, overwhelming i give
2: you an example it's of, overwhelming. of what what it I'm going to give you an example of what it looks like. If you watch a movie and you see the uh, extras, mm-hmm. that's what basketball looked like. It was no main focus. It was just extras. And, I mean, it was just like you're walking by and you just see games going on. There's so many games, and it seemed like an extra. They got one court where, um, you know, obviously it was a wood court, and they probably put their top players in there like, kind of like the showcase court and that court was set up for college coast. But the other courts probably, they wasn't. Um, and I know it's a lot really to try to do 600 teams. And so I commend them for for putting on a great effort. And by the way, NY, the LA and Hoops team partner up to be able to get 600 teams. So it's two actually big organization that comes together to get that amount of teams. However, I think it loses a little something in when you're talking about evaluation when you have so many teams and you can't literally sit down and evaluate nobody because everybody's playing right now and it literally takes you 10 minutes to walk from one end of the convention center to the other one to be able to see 46 courts man i wish i could tell you like a whole lot about some individuals that that um that, that that tournament but i can't i can't i can't say this it was like extra um but <clears> at <throat> pro academy um uh, was the best team there uh they got a couple guys going to division one um so i mean that's the probably the highlight of it but as far as like just bringing out individuals or, or talking about individual i can't really say uh i sat there and watched like maybe one or two games and i was out of there because it just it wasn't It didn't feel right to me, but um, I commend those guys for being able to put that many teams together. And I'm pretty sure they they have to go back to the drawing table and say, okay, how can we make this um, more more intimate or maybe have different locations? But the only way you can really do it feasible, money-wise, is doing it in a convention center. But I just think 46 courts is too many courts when it comes to basketball.
1: Yeah, I, I, yes, it could be very um, overwhelming. And then, if you're not used to playing there all the time and going there watching games, I'm pretty sure some coaches and players got lost trying to find the court they're looking for because they all blend yeah. in. It's like a maze. And yeah. the, the most impressive yeah. thing to me out of all this is they had 600 teams and they're able to get a schedule together and stay on time. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, you know, I wouldn't say all that. I say, I would say this, uh, I think the first game yeah, on Friday night, I got a call about, um, you know, some referees were late, so they end up starting a couple games late, but I think they got it together by Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's hard to do. Like, with that amount of teams, um, for everything to run smoothly, for everything to go the way it's supposed to go, you got to think, with 600 teams, is not you no know, telling how many referees you have um so i commend those guys for being able to 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 put on a successful event with that many teams it's it's truly a lot and you know just doing it on the scale that i do it at it's it's hard you know and to able to do it on the scale that these guys are doing it at is it's truly commendable however i just don't think the feeling was there for me in order to enjoy basketball
1: i got you i see i know exactly you're saying yeah i wouldn't been I wouldn't been too happy. To, I don't like to fight and work the fine players, and and, it, and it's and it's like how setup set up. What you telling me? I never seen. I never been inside. They was set up like that. So what you telling me is sometimes you might not know what well, this. This one of my cheat codes. I'm gonna say out loud to people, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one to do this. If I go to a gym and I get there early because I'm coming to watch a team, or I'm in between games. And waiting on teams that I know about. And I want to go check out a game. A couple of things I do. I look and see what coaches are watching one game. Who's filming the game. Which media people filming the game. And then. See what writers are in the stands. And then I go. Oh I think I need to be on that court right there. Because I see him. But when it's that big. It's hard to tell and see. You got to get lucky a little bit. If you don't know Zach, what you're looking for,
2: right? And then, and, and here's the thing is that they had it. They had it they numbered well. They had it numbered well. So you, you know, it was one through forty-six. So if you played on court five, you know, you can find five easily. I mean, it wasn't that it was hard to find courts. I don't think it was hard to find courts. The the setup was nice. You, you they had a middle they had a middle part that uh, was kind of like a um, Food court where you can mm-hmm. go buy food and just sit down in the middle of the whole convention center, which was, was which was super cool. Um, and then you know obviously when you come in the convention center, they had it with banners were hanging, and so it, it looked real nice. They had it you know organized and stuff like that. And so for them to do that, I, like I said, I commend them. It just for me being a basketball person, it was really hard for me to sit down and watch a game because there was so many going on that it, my brain was about to explode and then <laughs> um so i just had to leave man like i wish i could have covered it better but uh i had to get up out of there it was just too many games but i commend those guys for doing a great job of what they did and hopefully they made enough money in that
1: oh yeah i hope so they did it's a problem let's go and segue into that to sean's event sean does a good job running an event i think he's one of the best in the business at running event events he do it pretty much all year round. He has camps as well in the fall. So Sean really doing doing big things around the state. He actually branching out to other states now and doing on the radar stuff. So the guy's growing.
2: Yeah, I, I think when you look at it from, and this again, this is my opinion and you can take it, you know, with a grain of salt, but as far as giving independence a chance, to be seen by college coaches. I think Sean do it the best. Um, you know, he he, he matches up games that people, you know what I mean, like the college coaches want to see. He try to put certain independence against other teams that he knows gonna draw coaches so they can get a look. And the the court was intimate. So when I went to um when I went to next play three sixty, you know, you got a team breakdown plan, you got uh, this other team, and people might come see Team Breakdown, but you got this other team um, that's out of Wisconsin that's down there, and they get seen by those college coaches. And so what happened was, just like seen partnered with and why the L.A., Sean partnered with um, Recruit Look. And so they combined. And so you had teams from all over, from Illinois. You had teams team from Wisconsin, some of those Midwest teams was able to be down there. Some of the Midwest coaches who was following those teams actually came down there to get to see some of the Midwest teams, but they got to see some of the Southern kids as well. So I thought the setup as far as college coaches, man, it was was college coaches throughout the whole day, in and out of there, man. It it was just a nice setup for those who's looking to get in front of college coaches and do it in a way where it's intimate and – they was able to really see these kids play, man. Um, one of the games I watched was uh, Alano's Express came over from from uh, Lake Point to play this team. Uh, Illinois Jets. Yeah. And when Malcolm I Hill's you, team. Uh, huh?
1: Malcolm Hill's team.
2: Okay. So, yeah. So, Illinois Jets, man, um, and they, so, uh, I guess they call himself now starting the starting five. Well, they start with Stefan Castle on the bench, uh, the big white boy on the bench, um, Amari Arnold was on the bench, and they were trying to get other people's looked, which is perfectly fine. But that Illinois team came out to play. Uh they got they got like uh number two, Caleb Rich, man, six six four. Uh, man looks like a linebacker. If you've seen him. He looks like a linebacker, like he looked like a the high major Division one linebacker, but he is still man. He did a he did like a, a cross and was shaking everybody in their seat. And when I tell you, he puts you in the mind of Zion Williamson because he's so athletic, but he's he got he got a little girth on him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And With so a wild like, haircut, um, right? yeah, he got he got like not a wild hair. He had he had braids. Okay. He had braids. Had break so, um, but the kid was the kid was was, was nice, and um, they had Darren Singleton who actually stood out to me too and played well. Jalen Smith. So at halftime, uh, this, this next team was up about five six points. They finally had to put uh, Stefan Castle in the game, and then I, I left before the end of the game. But it was a really good game. College coaches were surrounding that court watching those kids play. Uh, big up to, uh, you know, Illinois Nets, big up to Land Express, big up to everybody who played up there, man. I thought it was a great uh, atmosphere, a great, great uh, opportunity for these kids. Yeah,
3: that's
1: what's up. That is what's up. Yeah, Illinois Jets, the team that Malcolm Hill came from, played at the University of Illinois. He actually signed a, a contract with somebody just recently. I want to say the Bulls, actually. Wow, yeah, for the least for the summer league, I believe he did. But yeah, that's that's a program that is a staples out in the suburbs on the on the west side of Illinois. So you get a lot of East St. Louis players playing on that team as well, and a lot of St. Louis players playing on the team because St. St. Louis and East St. Louis two different cities. That's where a lot of their players come from. Yeah, and and
2: and again, that was one of uh... You know, one of the teams that recruit look brought down, and that was one of the, the better teams. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking at him now, and that's the guy. He got a little wild hat, but he had it braided uh, mm-hmm. that one time. Now I'm looking at him. He, it it seems like he played with Bradley Bill for some part of the time as well, because uh, I'm I'm looking at him now in the in a eybl uniform with Brad Brad Bill on. Um, but the kid, the kid was was just you know very active very athletic um played well around the perimeter and in the postman but it was a really good game and both both teams was very talented
1: yeah sean I mean, sean gonna i don't know his vision in the future but he going the right direction i tell you that now
2: yeah i think you know sean here, here's the thing about sean is that Sean has been doing this for a long time. And when I tell you a long time, even when I was coaching, which was gotta be like, man, what, 10, at least more than 10 years ago, probably like more like 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean, in that same gym, Sean put us against, we were one of the best independent. And Sean put us against CP3 with Harry Giles and, and all those boys on it, man, and we lost we lost by two points. We mm-hmm. lost by two points and we were playing up we were 16 playing 17 and we lost by two points and just giving us that opportunity between him and damien key out there and augusta man who I, who kept us playing uh against top teams and, and put us in great situations to succeed you know sean has been doing this for a while and do it at a high level to the point where you know he has that respect when it comes to um results you know what i'm saying we're talking about results and like if it weren't for sean and damien you know what i mean i don't know how many looks my kids would have got because they but because, they,
3: Last yeah, in the past.
2: But, because <laughs> but because they place these kids in certain situations and if you ball out you're gonna take care of yourself you're gonna always come back to Sean because you know he put you in that situation so again man i commend sean for what he does um You know what I mean? And he continued to do it at a high level. He got these relationships with these college coaches, and he give you an opportunity to play basketball and do it on a high level and get recognized while doing it. Great, great, great uh, platform. The
1: the number one thing I like about Sean is his relationship with everybody. I haven't heard – everybody has their haters. I haven't heard one person say they don't like Sean that's crazy you know
2: it. what it, it's, cra- it's, it's crazy it's crazy because it's hard to you can't mm-hmm. because the guy is just he's just a cool dude you know what i'm saying like it, it you can't it's like you're not gonna fight somebody that you go to the fight and they ain't even like on that you know what i'm saying like <laughs> yeah it's like it's, it, it's different you end up changing your whole mood and it'd be like this dude is the coolest dude in the world like he just he's just cool you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so like um he don't give you that he don't give no bad energy back you know what i'm saying no Like he don't give no hate back like it's hard to hate somebody that don't give you hate you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. and he don't put that out there he don't put hate in the atmosphere you know like if you call him he'll call you back he might he might disagree with you he might say some things that he don't a, a like but mm-hmm. it's not in a hating type of situation or a bad situation you know what i'm saying or an aggressive situation uh-huh. always, it's always just cool calm and collected man and it's hard to hate a guy like that it's just truly hard to hate a guy mm-hmm. like that and then you know if he can look out for you he will and so like those guys you know you 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 cherish you know what i'm saying uh-huh. and so like um you know i think that' why you know sean does so well because he know how to build a relationship he has no negative bone in his body when it comes to dealing with people man and, and, and you know what i'm saying can't nobody really say nothing bad about it. if you do you'll hate him. you know what i'm saying <laughs> I'm gonna you. if you do say something yeah. bad about him you'll hate him.
1: uh-huh exactly Yeah, i look forward
2: hey, look, to going to this tournament in the same, we're in the same field we, we we're in the same field you know we both do your mm-hmm. and so you know but we people don't know this. We always talk. We talk before events. We talk after events. We, we we bounce stuff off each other. He asked me for advice on certain things. I asked him for advice on certain things, and that's what we do. We people try to put us against each other and say, "Oh man, you know, Sean and beat me, Jerome." I don't I don't go for it because mm-hmm. I know who Sean is. So it's like, man, listen. Anytime Sean need me, I'ma beat up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And vice versa. So. I don't get all into that man he does well with what he does you know what I mean I'm different than Sean and I do well at what I do so you know what I mean let's just keep it at that
1: yeah most definitely most definitely let's we'll get in let's we'll segue into these top performers give me two people that stock has raised that college coaches paying more attention to some of the American most wanted
2: uh Jeremiah Wilkerson um he played, okay, so Jeremiah, uh, I was talking to Lance um, this weekend at Shun Event, and I didn't know this, and he he, he put it on my mind, to, to. I mean, he wanted me to know this, he was like, man, did you know Jeremiah and Peyton played for me last year? And I'm like, what? I'm like, hey, they played for the Stunts, like, yeah. I know Peyton played for the stars. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Jeremiah played for the stars.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It was to the point where he wasn't as recognizable. You know what I mean? As he is right the now. Game has changed. Game changed. The guy's is playing unbelievable. He's super explosive. His stock is—I mean, his stock is through the roof.
3: Boy, if I'm, I'm a college like
2: coach. It. I'm all over this guy. This guy gonna make my program better day one. Um, and so. With that being said, definitely Jeremiah Wilkerson, um, Miles Rigsby. Miles Rigsby played at the tip-off Classic. And 6'5", point guard, left-handed. And that's the guy that I honestly call Alfonso by and say, this guy might be the best guy in the gym. And he liked Georgia so much. So I've seen... Georgia uh, coach this weekend, well assistant coach Antonio Dean, shout out to Antonio. And i like, man, look, it's a guy in Texas. Uh, Go to Wyatt, O.D. Wyatt High School, 6'5", point guard, nice. And he want to come to Georgia and you should reach out to him. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, Uh uh, and so, you know, I sent him his information. And at that point, um, I think he reached out to him, and so now they got a, uh, um, a open dialogue between each other. But definitely, my Risby, man, like he's 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 high on my list right now um, because I've seen him. And Jeremiah Wilkinson definitely got a lot to say about what he has done um, this coming. I mean, this year. And so those are my top two right now. Um, but who do you have?
1: Well I have me me talk about Jeremy. before I go in there we talk about Jeremiah Walkers. He left handed when I watched him play and he reminded mom and Katino Mobley. He used to play for Houston Rockets. And that game kind of assembled. He looked like he a little bit more athletic than Catino Mobily. But they kind of that's what you remind me of. That kid. Same kind of game. But I think with with Jeremiah if he could focus on a little bit more on playing that one spot and being a distributor a little bit more his stock gonna be even better because he scores the ball very well he actually in the shooting slump right now and still getting double digit scoring which is crazy with a shooting slump because he normally in Adidas league average 28 a game he, admit, he didn't get that this Past weekend, but he still got double digits in scoring and led his team and was a good vocal leader out there and led by example and on that. But two guys I have first, let me,
2: guy, let me just say this about before you go into that because mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm gonna push back on you. You know, we co hosted, so I'm gonna push back on you a little bit <laughs> T- since <laughs> point guards nowadays are scores. If you mm-hmm. look at Trey Young. Damian Lillard um, um, Steph Curry If you go down the list It don't even matter the team uh, Kyrie Irving They're scoring point guards They're not distributors The mm-hmm. distributive part of the point guard is The true point guard is almost pushed out To the point you gotta get Some type of productivity scoring wise From your point guard position um, and I think that the game, he yeah. does that well
1: yeah, you, you know, He correct. does
2: that what? Yeah, he does that well, and so being able to do that, obviously, you know, what I mean, being able to distribute off of his scoring, he'll be able to do that. But I think um, because he scores the ball so well, this is what people are looking for these days when you're talking about a uh, John Morant scoring point guard. Like these point guards are different. It's not the same point guard of old where it's mostly like distributing and getting more assists than you do points. You actually need some type of scoring pro- productivity from the point guard position. So that's my little take on that because I just think that he's 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 on his way.
1: I got you on that. Make a valid point where you change my opinion. Now I, I, I correct what I said. I, I go a little bit different. I think you need to see the floor a little bit better. I'll put it like that. You got okay. to convince me because okay. everything you said is basically factual because they're going into no position basketball so they make and exactly they score so many points any baskets from everywhere they could get them from and it's kind of like it's not only reason why it's still hanging around that five is still kind of conditional the because they need somebody still to rebound that freaking basketball
2: you know what's crazy is that the other day the nba channel i was watching uh the bulls versus uh, Orlando Magic, and this was, you know, when Kenny Hardaway and uh, Shaq, Dennis Scott, all of them was on the same team, and Dennis Rodman, they had him listed at six six, and the man had sixteen rebounds at halftime.
1: <laughs> I studied Dennis Rodman, so
2: <laughs> so I say that to say, man, like. The position it still can be positionless if somebody just choose to rebound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It still can be a positioning game if 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 somebody say, you know what, my whole thing is rebounding. I'm finna go ahead and get a rebound. Now let's keep it. Let's keep it a, a thousand, right? Mm-hmm. People ain't gonna recruit you off that just right off of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all those guys that got to the NBA, they was able to change their game at that point because. They was in already getting paid, so they say, "Okay, I got Jordan, I got these players. I'm to change my game to be rebound." But Dennis Rodman scored the ball before that, right? Sure did. And he did all that other stuff before that, and then he became a defensive rebounding type of guy. So to be able to get recruited at this level, you got to do—you definitely got to score the ball. But I think rebounding is something that a lot of players should focus on.
1: I totally agree. Now, my as a I've seen a lot of players. So I tried to spread the love. So I've seen players that stock has rise, but I want, to, I want to try to focus on players that have not talked about them in this podcast, spread the love. So not saying other players wasn't deserving of this, but the first player came to mind, I think, and nobody's talking about him. That's why I really wanted to focus on this kid for sure. And that's Jalen Williams plays for the Atlantic Celtics. The six seven six no six nine kid, they big. I like mm-hmm. how I like how that kid plays, and he having a he having a big month. I think he's really coming into his own and getting used to his body, getting used to his teammates playing. He had a very good yeah. weekend.
2: Jalen Jalen is surprisingly uh, becoming what everybody was saying he was before he became it, if that makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um he what I love about Jalen, and I mean if you see if you see him play game elite, when you see that game, Big P is a heavy dude, man. Like this mm-hmm. dude is heavy. You know what I mean? Jalen was battling. He was battling. When I tell you he was battling, like and I know he was tired. I know P leaned on you two or three times. And, you know, Jay, Jay ain't that big, man. Jay ain't uh-huh. that big. But I seen it in his face. Like, uh, he turn around and hit him with one in the chest. Boom. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and he go, Jay. Jay still – you Jay feel it, but Jay still trying. He's still battling, man. And He still ended up with, like, 16 points in that game. And, mm-hmm. and so I commend Jay, man. I'm, I'm with you on Jalen Williams, man. I love him. Uh, you know what I mean obviously he still got to get a little stronger be able to knock down a couple shots from the mid range but I love his game man and like it's through the roof from him man I, I just I continue if he continues on his trajectory we'll be talking about this kid for a long time
1: yeah and, the, and his game what I like about his game his game is compatible to how they play now he's not a big that gets it will be getting in the way because he really don't he don't he don't have a Back to the um, basket game. His all his game is facing the basket, and that goes perfect. I mean, perfect. What was going on nowadays? Right. What we'll make that special? Oh, and that. So I, I he had a real he had a real good good weekend. Uh, and a couple of weeks ago, on he, at your event. That's another one I saying I'm trying to think well else I saw him at. Too did well. At your event in the tip-off class, I thought he had a real good weekend there, too. He put back-to-back back two good weekends. Because my first saw him, I was like, oh, this kid big, but is this kid good? But I like him.
2: Yeah, me too. I like him, too.
1: Then the next one won't be a surprise at all. And we have an interview with him, too. Caleb Wilson. And I was talking to him and the kid, that's a special kid, cause I was talking to him and told him, I said, man, I got kind of excited because like I, I said this in a, a couple of, I said this on your live. I think you had a live, a room on Twitter. And it said, for me, I have to figure out who your game is like for me to like really dissect your game and understand you and like look at you. So I, I, I try to do a comp. And I, I, I came up to him, was it Saturday afternoon? He came to shake my hand after the game and um, tell my son, bye, that's the kind of kid he is. He coming to tell me, shake my hand and he's talking to my son, giving him a high five. And I said, man, I finally got it, man. I finally got it. He said, what's that? I said, I know who you play like now. He said, who's that?
3: It's
1: Scotty Pepper. He said, Scotty Pepper? Then he started telling me about, Elements in his game, who he watched and tried to learn from. And this old school, because kids nowadays mo- usually don't do this. Our generation did this. I said that to him. So he got curious and went online and looked up Scotty Bevin because he heard of him, but he wasn't familiar with Scotty. And he told me, and you, you hit us on the interview. He said he was very impressed with that because how he wants to be and play. At a high level, Scotty Pippen already did it, and he didn't realize stuff that Scotty Pippen, to element to his game, he had no idea how versatile the guy was. I don't think Scotty Pippen get his due to this day. and get the credit for how good he was back in the day.
2: Yeah, I don't um, know. I think Scotty P- Pippen was a glorified role player. He,
3: <laughs> he was
2: glorified uh, role player that that played hellified defense. You know what I'm saying? That's just my opinion because. I said, I said, if anybody played with Michael Jordan, I always I always look at people before and after, right? Or mm. during, right? Uh-huh. So if you do Michael Jordan, that's when he got all the accolades and all that. Soon as Michael Jordan left, he bounced around and he couldn't stick, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he had a harder time. And like one player made that much of a difference. Um, now, Scotty one of the better uh, versatile players we'll ever see in this game.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, is he a hall of famer yes he's a hall of famer could he he check the best player on the floor yes he could could he d- yes he could but just like when phil jackson i don't know if you've seen this now i'm a bulls fan refer- i'm a bulls we gotta fan gotta always reference the, the the documentary that came out mm-hmm. right you gotta always reference the documentary that came out the last dance
3: mm-hmm.
2: i don't know if you've seen him go pout when when they said they're going to draw up to play with Tony Kukoc, he didn't want to get back in the game. And he
1: refused to go back in the game. And
2: Tony, and Tony Kukoc ended up hitting the shot.
1: It was you the right move, I mean? man. I agree right. it was the right move.
2: Here's the thing. Here's the thing, and this is what we got to understand. Our coaches know us more than anybody else. We as fans, we look at the game and we think we know players and we try to break down players, but those coaches are in the room with you. They, they, they on the road with you. They, they eat with you, they know your character, they know everything about you. Why did this dude drop a play for Tony Kukoc in a situation like that? Like he knew something that we didn't know. And so I just say that to say, I look at the tangibles and intangibles in in the situation. I think Scotty would go down as one of the, the better defenders of all time. But I, it's just hard for me to say that, you know what I'm saying, like he would just looked over. Because I don't think he was. I think he had the greatest player to ever lace him up on his team. And hip hop, if you played with the greatest player to ever lace him up on your team, you might be in the Hall of Fame.
1: <laughs> I think to push back on that now on Scotty' defense, what I'm saying at him, and we doing what's what's the word I'm looking for? Hi, I guess a hypothetical. Because he didn't hypothetical in his prime, he didn't get to be the man on the team to really display his skills. I'm not saying he would've won championships. I'm not saying he would've got six championships with somebody else being his sidekick. But in his prime years, I don't think, he he didn't. He didn't get the chance to show if he could or couldn't do it be the dude that he glimpsed and showed when he played with Jordan, if that makes sense.
2: Okay, so Scottie Scottie Pippen and me, I'm gonna give you a, a, a modern day comparison. Scottie Pinto to me is a Clay Thompson. And what I mean by that is that Clay is great defensively. Clay play gets a lot of buckets. I mean, they talk about Clay like nobody business, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And but I think Clay by himself would struggle. Right? But mm-hmm. because Curry is there, Clay thrives. You know what I'm saying? And he thrives mm-hmm. well. Now if we seen this year, he still struggled a little bit, but he, he's a great defender. He'll check the best player, and he'll make shots to the point where he's mentioned in the same breath as Steph Curry because of how well he plays off Steph Curry. Do you see a person like Klay Thompson running a team?
1: Nah, he No, nah, I don't see that. And then on that, I I, I didn't even – in the, today's game – I can't think of another player that I understand and that's a perfect comp how you say that but he can't handle the ball and I don't think he see the floor like Scotty see the floor but other than that, yes. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't see, I don't see Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson never showed me no like glimpses of he could run a team. Klay Thompson showed me he's a perfect 1A or 1B however you want to call it.
2: And that's the same thing Scotty showed.
1: On that, so... Yeah, I, I got you. We're gonna have to, on, we're gonna have to, I'm going to. to. It might be because I'm a Bulls fan and I can't see through the, uh, <laughs> see through the weeds. But Scotty shows some over some game that I ain't ever seen Clay do. On that. No,
2: no, he be- Look, listen. I just use a modern day comparison. Now, when it comes down to like if I had a choice to choose, it'll still be hard because Clay Clay shoots that motherfucker, that that, that jumper like nobody's business on the three pointer. But I think. Scotty was long and could defend one through five, and that's mm-hmm. the difference I think that Scotty possessed that Clay don't. But I just use that as a modern day comparison.
1: That's fair. That's fair. We pretty much knocked that out everything. We just got that Kayla Wilson interview. And pretty much got it all knocked. I think we got it covered from this past weekend, much as we can. Jam packed with all this basketball. I know we are gonna miss stuff, but you can't cover everything
2: can't cover everything,
1: Yep.
2: but uh, let me see who I, the um yeah man oh let's it, the uh Georgia Stars. so shout out the Georgia Stars qualified for peace jam, so um you know, it's two years in the world the Georgia Stars qualified for peace jam um I look forward to seeing them play down in augusta um yep. Cohen had a 30 point game. They um, they actually went 4-2 and, and played well this weekend. And and I don't know. They didn't start off doing well. I think they started off in Orlando. They probably went 2-2 two and two or something like that. And so it was an uphill battle. But uh, Coach Keith and uh, that group down there got it together. You know what I'm saying? And they didn't even have Eric Daly who was playing overseas. And, uh, and then um, I think it was Argentina if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and he made the USA uh, U-18 uh, daily, Eric Daly did. And so I, I don't know if he's going to come back for Peach Jam. If he do, that'll be a a, a wanted addition.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: but with Corn Carr, RJ, I seen the dunk one, RJ Dunk on somebody um, at Robinson. Those guys played well this past weekend, so we'll be remiss if we didn't mention you know, congratulations to those guys who gonna um, go out to Augusta to represent Georgia uh, in the Peace Jam. Uh, and I'm looking for them to actually, you know, surprise some people and, and come up with a couple wins and, and, and see how well they do.
1: Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I'm glad that's a good that's a good look because we kind of forgot about the Georgia stars. That's a good thing. Yep. Now right, we got on that. The kayla wilson interview
2: all right let's hear it
4: this interview is sponsored by suv tv experience sports live streams original content highlights and more
2: hey i'm just here so i don't get fined so y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to i'm going to answer with the same answer so Y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined. I'm here so I won't
1: get We got Caleb Wilson on the line. One of the best ninth graders in the country playing up. Having a real good July. I think he's having a real good spring, matter of fact. How you doing, man?
4: I'm doing good.
1: How about you? Doing all right. Can't complain at all, man. I've been watching, and one of the things we're doing is people have is on the rise, and it's a lot of people stock on the rise, but I think you one of the players with a stock on the rise, even you're a ninth grader, you're being recruited more like a 16 and under going into their junior year. On that, so you're getting buzz. You're getting a lot of buzz that you normally wouldn't get as a rising sophomore, man. So let's talk about that a little bit, man. Let's talk about your rise to success this year.
4: Um, so i i, I would I would like to say just just to really to introduce myself or kind of talk about my story. I i, I think I. Think I wanted to get really good at basketball during quarantine even though that was a minute ago i said to myself that i want to be an elite player during that time period so during that time i decided to work out in the mornings two days three days and it took a long time for those results to come out like for me to be as good as i am today so just a lot of work that's what really helped me get to where i am and I'm just gonna keep working so I can keep getting better.
1: That's what's up? That is, that is, what's up? So you did. So you just took it upon yourself to make your game what it is.
4: Yes, sir. I talked to my dad and I told him where I wanted to be. Because before quarantine, like I said, he used to have to force me to work out. And now I be in his ear asking, "Can I get to the gym? What I got going on today?" Am I working out this morning? Just things like that. Because I want to get better. I don't want to fall off. I don't want anything to happen to me where I slow down.
1: Do you think your height and how tall you are and how fast you're growing kind of it, just as much as it helped you, it hindered you too with your coordination while you was going through that process?
4: Yes. I'm. St- yeah, I'm still growing right now. But it definitely did hinder me. Because... Like my sixth, seventh, eighth grade years, I was really trying to get used to my body, similar to what I'm doing now. But this this high school season, I've been doing weights and things and doing yoga and stretching because I, I am still growing. So I feel like I have to do certain stuff like stretching and doing squats to get my legs stronger and push ups and sit up to get my core stronger so I can stay in this kind of mobile state that I'm in right now. With my movements
1: Got you So What's up about your recruiting A little bit What some Schools have contact I just saw today On social media You retweeted Something about You got another offer today
4: I did not get another offer today
1: Oh okay You didn't get an offer today You just got some interest today You got to Get some interest Yeah
4: I did get some interest I got interest from Florida State uh, Georgetown uh, Georgia Tech Who's like that, South Carolina. And I think that's it. But most of those interests really just came from what I did this Adidas session because I stood out.
1: Gotcha. You, gotcha. You. you missed stand Now, I've been looking for you. It was like, where is Waldo? I've been looking for you at the beginning of the season. I had trouble finding you because I just knew you'd be playing for the Georgia Stars, Game Elite, or Atlanta Sucks or something like that. Then I hear about a team that I finally figured out what the initial stand for is Anthony Edwards five. Yeah. I put two and two together and I didn't know you. Was on. I didn't even know that as a team because I've been going for a while. So i was like, whoa, okay, that's where he at. So it's been a real big blessing. Have you got any offers yet? Because I, if I if I remember correctly, Missouri offered you as soon as they get, the new staff came sure. in, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Who else has offered you?
4: Wichita State, Indiana, Cleveland State, Xavier, Georgia, Cincinnati. I think that's it.
1: Yeah, it's going to grow more. It's going to just constantly keep growing, constantly keep growing. So you got one more live period left. And what's your goal for that live period?
4: I mean, to be completely honest, at this age that I'm at right now, I really don't focus on offers. I just focus on displaying my skill set to scouts and just coaches. To see where I compare, like I love to look at highlights, like Jason Tatum when he was in his sophomore year, which is where I'm about to be, and things like that to see what they look like. So I just wanna, I just wanna keep getting better. It's not even a thing about like coaches and offers and things like that because at the end of the day, you can have thirty offers but not be the best player on the court. So I don't really have a goal for offers at this point right now for this next live period like you said but mm-hmm. I just have a to keep getting better and to stand out wherever I go and wherever I play
1: you, know who you can you take a wild guess who you remind me of how you approach mm. the game
4: well, guess. Scotty
1: nah I don't know him personally and I never really interviewed him so I don't really exactly know how you take the game but Jalen Brown yeah. That's kind of what Jalen Brown would have said and have said, but in his own words. But, yeah, let's get on that Scottie Pippen thing. And, that's, I, and I and I like you even more and more. I, the more I talk to you and the more and more I talk to you, the more and more I'm very impressed with you. It's very hard to impress me. I don't, I don't yeah. know if people realize that. I might like your game, like you, but your overall game, i when I get impressed by it, that's – I think that, ma- that means a lot and says a lot because I usually don't get impressed about a lot of players. I just like that game, if that makes sense. Yes, sir. But what impressed me about you, two things you said. And we said on another podcast. I don't know if you heard it, where you said, I- "I'm going to paraphrase. I want to take your words out of context. You could correct me when I'm wrong." You said, "I think you said something about I hate camps because at camps you don't play the right way and they don't play team ball, so I really don't like camps."
4: And yeah, when
1: you, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, "Whoa!" And I and that you surprised me with that. And I I liked to hear that. That was ear candy. And then when I told you about Scotty Pippen, because like a lot of being on a lot a lot of these players, they be trying to compare the players to. They actually play more like Scotty Pippen than they, than the players they try to compare them to. But they just didn't see Scotty, so they understand and his yeah. son plays nothing like his dad. Nothing. Yeah, can't hold a camel to his, his daddy. Was that good in eighth grade? But he got he got he getting a check right now. But I told you about Scotty, and you went back and did your homework and watched him. And what did you come to find out?
4: I mean, he was just an all around player. Like, that's what I really want to be. So that comparison, once I actually did my research, was like beautiful to me because it was like. That's what I strive to be. I try to be a great defender. That's what I'm really working on right now because Scotty could defend everyone on the court. So being able to defend one through five is something that I really want to work on. And I've been working on it because I want to play on the perimeter. But that's just, that's something I, I feel like I have to do to get to where I want to be, which is the NBA. And for you to say that I look like someone who was doing that at a very high level, it just, it really makes me happy.
1: Hard work, man.
4: Yeah, he could pass, he could score when he wanted to. But like I said, the defending part, that is just that's everything
1: to me. Let me tell you two little things about him you might not know. First thing is when the Bulls would first won a first championship, Jordan got the credit. Game one I I got a lot of stuff in my head, but I'm pretty wanna to safe to say game one against the Lakers at LA is magic and company the bulls lost my memo correctly i could go online and look real quick but it's, it's here or not but the point i'm making is the bulls had trouble the number one reason they had trouble is because of jordan jordan was they kill his heel that game because he was guard. because jordan's a great defender too but he's no he's no scotty pippen so jordan was guarding magic and Jordan don't want to talk about this today, and Jordan homers don't talk about this. I'm a big Jordan fan. I'm from Chicago. I love the Bulls. But I'm going to tell the truth from and shame the devil. Magic was handling Jordan. He neutralized Jordan because Jordan had to play so much defense and wore him down guarding that game. And Phil made a switch. And he said, Scotty, get on him. Yep. And I think the Bulls won four straight games. If I remember correctly, it was five games. It went to five games. The Bulls won four, five straight games. Scottie Pippen neutralized. Magic Johnson won the all-time greats. Not I'm not. I'm yeah. That's why I use the word neutralized, because he didn't shut him down. You can't shut down Magic Johnson. He neutralized him. Okay. And the other thing about Scottie Pippen, people don't really realize, and it's bigger now than it was when Scottie played. One of the biggest things, and you did it this week. You actually did a Scottie Pippen this week. I saw it on social media. If I could get up there, you banged on somebody. He got a body. You did a two-hand dunk. He tried to take a charge. Scotty is probably the most underrated player for this. Posterizing other players. He has yeah. so many posterizing dunks that people don't realize. And what, I guess his most famous one is the guy in the gym. It's a good segue. Patrick Union, who came out and watched you play. Yes, sir. I saw that. He posterized Scotty. I mean he Scotty Pippen posterized Patrick Union. Don't bring that up to him because he ain't gonna be very happy about that. Cause I don't know if you seen the dump. I have. Scotty, you, you
4: can't get back basketball
1: fan if ain't seen that one. Okay. All right. I didn't I I didn't know if you knew that was scotty Pippen. But when he did that to that man, ooh. I, I mean, woo. Woo ooh, man. That's actually one of the most all time posterizing dunks they show. But they don't really emphasize Scotty like that. But that's all right, though. And yeah. I don't want to keep you too long, but tell everybody how they can follow you on social media.
3: Um,
4: my Instagram is cdu 3 bs My Twitter is calebwilson2025 that's really all the
1: social media i have oh, that's all you really need man really now guys he's very in tune to keep up with the social media so if you got something positive for him he will reach out and retweet you or like it out there so don't forget so all these guys who following him at your school and want him to go to your school before he even thinking about it you keep up with him that way and he does good things you'll see a lot of stuff on him online coming in the future a lot more and I got a surprise for you to, um, tonight
4: yeah
1: what you got I got a mixtape for you oh,
4: man I know it's gonna be fire <laughs> it's
1: all done it's, the only reason it's gonna be fire because of what you have done
4: yes
1: sir and one thing I love for you to do before I, send, before I release it to the public. i love for you mm-hmm. to watch it. I'll send you a link later on in about 30 minutes. I'll send you the link. i love yes, for sir. you to watch it and do a reaction video to it and send it to me.
4: Yes,
1: sir. Oh, that If you don't I'll mind sure. doing that. No problem. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. No problem.
4: Appreciate you taking your time out today with your, with your, with your kids and actually... Coming to see me play. I really appreciate that. Oh, he loves
1: coming to the games. He, he he gets he finally accepted that he can't go on the court and when they play, he kinda accepted. He, he I won't say he accepted, but he understands that he can't go on the court. That's not gonna stop him. That's why he's tied down a lot because he'll run on the court while y'all playing. And trying to he play with y'all.
3: What did you say now? I, mean, he
1: gonna, I said, I said that I mean he
4: gonna love the game
1: too. Oh, he already loved it. He got a basketball hoop at the house. He'd bring the basketball to me and he had one in his hand and want me to shoot with him. Yeah. So his range is about five feet. He made his father, the biggest shot he ever made was about five feet away from the goal. Yeah. On that. How but old? I, hmm?
4: I said, how old is it?
1: Two and a half. Oh. Yeah, two okay. and a half. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Thanks.
4: No problem.
2: Thank you.
1: You're welcome. Now I can talk for a day. I got gift to gab, don't
2: I? Yes, sir. <laughs> but but that's, that's good stuff. But, you know, you know how at the end of, um, what's that show on ESPN with Will Bond and what's the name?
1: Oh, Part the Interruption. Oh, the heiress? Yeah. You know how,
2: yeah so, so we got it. We gotta we got, we got, we got got do we gotta do this real quick. Uh the Lakers won the first game. Michael Jordan had thirty-six points. <laughs> <laughs> Mike had thirty-three the second game. Michael had twenty-nine the the, the fourth game. I mean the third game. Twenty-eight and then 32 when did when did magic i'm trying to figure
1: out when magic wore him down
2: did
1: <laughs> that's why he all that's why the all time great see hey everybody i don't have no ego see how much this man is contributing to the show already he fact checking me he hey, already got- he's adding content to the show i stand corrected now
2: we're I will say that I will. I will say this: in the last game, Pippen had thirty-two points and thirteen rebounds. This is what Pippen had. Pippen played his butt off throughout the series. Pippen averaged twenty-one points a game, which is amazing, and he probably checked magic the whole way. So that's what Scottie Pippen does. He's he's a defender stopper, and he do everything else, which makes him. Great. He averaged in that series. Listen to this. And this is what makes Scottie Pippen great. He averaged 9.4 rebounds a game.
1: Yeah, I'll just round it up to 10.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. So, if you want to round it up to 10, he averaged 20 points, 21 points. He averaged 10 rebounds a game. But, that killer. The Black Cat averaged 31 points a game, seven rebounds a game, and a 12-6 a game. Two steals. Wait, no, I'm sorry. He having more steals than Scotty, so he averaged three steals a game and two blocks a game. (laughs) Mm -mm.
1: It's crazy, man. I got to go back and watch those tapes. I taped every single game.
2: Wow. No, it's, it's just amazing. I think people forget the level that jordan played at in this situation and, and they don't even remember his defensive his defensive prowess right so mm-hmm. like he's the he's one of the only guards and you can look it up the average i mean not average he's one of the only guards that had a hundred blocks and a hundred steals in the same year Go
3: look <laughs> it up. yeah uh, i'm gonna say yeah. it
2: again a hundred blocks Hey, put it like this. LeBron is six eight and never done it. Yep. The man uh, – listen, you don't care who playing or whatever era you say he's playing in. The man had 100 blocks and 100 steals. Yep. It's different. All defense, first team, multiple times. I mean, the man's just different, man. I don't like the blasphemy that coming out. I think today John Morant said something about um, he would have cooked Jordan or something like that. Like I don't think people understand yep. who the Black Cat was, and I get it. It's so far removed. People mm-hmm. know that they don't have access to it; they're not watching it. But the man was a killer. And, and for the record, I'm not a I'm not a Michael Jordan fan. I hated him.
3: <laughs> you
2: know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you respect I hated him. I just know basketball. Mm. I hated him because he was so great. My favorite player was Penny Hardaway, and I hated Jordan. Jordan, he couldn't like Jordan. Man, come on, man. I mean, this man was so dominant, everybody knew at the beginning of the season who was going to win. <laughs> and they didn't,
3: even tip, they, didn't even,
2: look, they didn't even tip the ball. Look, think about going through a 10 year span because it could have easily been 12 championships. Yep. But, like, imagine going through a 10 year span with who you know was going to win and couldn't nobody do nothing about it. Because when nobody that, that, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's domination, man. Can't nobody do that now. Because if you're if you clearly that good, you should be able to dominate for a decade like he did. Bill Cartwright. I'm going to tell you who was on the team now. Stacey Keene, mm-hmm. Scott Williams, Will Perdue, VJ Armstrong, Cliff Livingston. Craig Hodges, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: Bill Cartwright, John Paxson, Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, and Denny Rodman. Man, so I can go through a lot of teams, and I guarantee you that they teams are more comparable to that roster than anything else, and deeper than that.
1: Yep. The thing about Jordan that separates him for anybody you can't argue with is he undefeated in the finals and he didn't have a bad game in the finals i can't think of i can't i might be wrong i can't remember having one bad game in the finals like having an off night he showed up
2: i can't i can't uh, yeah and, and that's the thing he all oh, he showed up you can you can bet your bottom dollar he showed up and one of the one of the things that really got me when i watched that documentary uh, last day is when he had the damn baseball bat and he was chewing on the cigar and he was doing it like this and say it's easy about somebody to talk jump when they up but how about talking it when you zero to zero and he <laughs> took that, he was just doing the bat like that, man It came out and killed these folks, man like I don't think people understand, man and again, you know, every generation is different but the kid was just special, man the man was just super special i get it now let me say this he's a fucking asshole off yep. the court he's an asshole you know what i mean i seen a kid try to get his picture he's like no like he put the camera down you know what i'm saying whatever mm-hmm. whatever you know what i mean he's an asshole so that he is he's an asshole but when you're talking about on the court he's the best to ever lace him up man mm-hmm. but it was good ass we had some good content today man I think we had some good content today
1: oh you just you read my mind I was about that because we on closing notes I just think about how it was the first show and how you felt about it
2: man I felt pretty good man I think you know uh, you know I love to do research too man so I love like this type of this stuff that we're talking about now and being able to look stuff up and talk about it and, and like um, you know giving people a little background of, of like different players and like um, you know, you might have a favorite player come up, like people don't know about Craig Elo. They don't know what he did. They don't know about uh, Jeff Hornacek. Some of them might do. Some of them might. He know not, he a coach. That's all they
1: know. They don't know he played. Right.
2: Right. right. He the coach of you know, the Knicks. Right. And I think, I mean, is he the coach right. or not? I think, yeah, I think thinking, t- talking about those stuff is good, too. Uh, but, like, given the situation, man, that Kayla, Kayla, I put it like this, man. That interview was amazing. The kid is well-spoken the kid is very 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 humble um, and very respectful mm-hmm. um, and if anybody can do nothing but cheer for a kid like that I just hope and pray that um, you know people won't look past the kid when it comes to him and his stuff because we know that you know he's not making all the decisions when it comes to where he play and how he play you uh, got some other people that that come into that but however as far as the character of the kid and who the kid is it's amazing man that's my first time ever really hearing me talk man so i appreciate your help hop for putting that out i thought it was a good interview
1: yes we that's what we here for man next one we're gonna interview them together the next person we're gonna we're gonna tag team the interview and ask some questions together hey Les. All right, everybody, appreciate you listening. You can find us on all major platforms. Like and subscribe and share, retweet.
2: Appreciate
3: everybody listening.
2: Let me say this, too. Uh, So if if all your basketball needs, you can also go to hoophustlers.com. We got national rankings. We got our top 10 who we seen. Uh, Also, top events in the country. We follow those. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, and even on YouTube at Hoop Hustlers, uh, and, and we appreciate you. So every time me and hip-hop do this, I'm going to give y'all that shout-out. Make sure y'all follow Hoop Hustlers and do your thing.
1: Yep. Check out the documentary he got on on YouTube as well.
2: Yes, sir. The Golden Peach.
1: All right, so next time, peace.
3: Peace.